Welcome, everyone, to the jam-packed Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and we actually have more to get to than I originally thought. I mean, I knew it was going to be a lot of data, but we even have more to get to. So I'm going to do my best to keep it a reasonable time here on this podcast this morning. So we're going to start with the big report, the gold standard, the Mac Daddy of housing reports. That's Case Schiller. That came out yesterday. And the big question heading into yesterday was, are we starting to see some slowing? Not declines, just slowing. And did we get our answer? (laughs) Kind of. We kind of did. Home prices were up 19.8% in August compared to the August of 2020, but that's only 0.1% increase. So it's still increasing, but really not statistically significant. Month over month, we saw a 1.2% increase in August, like I said, from July. But here is where things get even more complicated. The 10-city composite annual increase was at 18.6%, an impressive number, but down from last month when it was 19.2%. The 20-city composite also saw a drop from the previous month and a 0.3% drop from the previous month as well. So we are starting to see slowing in some areas. Just overall, we're still growing. So we haven't seen it yet. Craig Lazara, Managing Director and Global Head of Index Investment Strategy at S&P, said in a statement, the big question going forward is whether or not the impact of COVID is permanent or temporary. Saying, quote, we have previously suggested that the strength in the U.S. housing market is being driven in part by a reaction to the COVID pandemic as potential buyers move from urban apartments to suburban homes. Now, more data will be required to understand whether this demand surge represents an acceleration of purchases that would have occurred anyway over the next several years or reflects a secular change in locational preferences. Now, August's data are consistent with either explanation. August data also suggests that the growth in housing prices, while still very strong, may be beginning to decelerate. And so the big question, what's going to happen the next month? What's going to happen in September? And I do want to remind you that back in June, I did ask Bill McBride over at Calculated Risk Blog about whether he thought or when he thought we would see the peak. And he said, quote, my guess is the year over year peak will be before the August report because Case Schiller has a three-month lag. Now, technically, August was slightly higher than July, but as I mentioned, statistically, it showed no gain. September's numbers will show us if McBride was right, and I have a feeling that most projections by most economists when we're leading up to the September numbers will probably say the same thing. So Case Schiller did not show the slowdown. Does that mean it's not happening? Well, I don't know. Because as always with the Case-Shiller data, we also get data from the Federal Housing Finance Agency and their numbers showed a slowdown, at least nationally. The FHFA reported that housing prices rose 18.5% in August, but this was down from the 19.2% year-over-year growth that we saw in July. Month over month, home prices were still up 1% from July to August, but 
In July, we had seen month-over-month gains of 1.4%. So FHFA is saying, hey, slowdown has begun. Case Schiller, not so much. Now, the FHFA does break down the regions in a little bit more detail. And interestingly enough, the mountain region saw the biggest year-over-year growth, while the South Atlantic region had the best month-over-month appreciation. Now, the mountain region had the best annual appreciation at 25.8%, followed by the Pacific region up 21.2%, and South Atlantic was up 206 So I'll tell you this, based on this, if we do see that the national housing market is starting to slow, that's still going to be dependent on which area that you are in. Because there are still some areas where you are seeing some crazy year-over-year appreciation. Month-over-month, as I mentioned, the South had the best month-over-month growth, up 1.9%, followed by East, South, Central, and Mountain Region, both up 1.8%. Interestingly enough, there was one region that actually reported a month-over-month drop. And it was small. It was only 0.1%, but that was in New England. So I was just, I, I haven't seen a negative number on a report in like a year and a half. So that kind of surprised me a little bit. Dr. Lynn Fisher, FHFA's deputy director of the Division of Research and Statistics, said, quote, annual house price gains remained extremely high in August, but the pace of month over month gains continues to decelerate. This does not mean that home prices are at risk of declining. Far from it. They continue to climb at double digit pace in all regions Side note, even New England. Uh, Back to the quote. It does suggest we may have seen the peak in annual gains for the time being. So we got two big reports. We got Case Shiller, FHFA. Now, Case Shiller is a little less clear because some of Case Shiller did show that things are starting to slow. But nationally, the number is still not showing a slowdown in home price appreciation. FHFA's? Home price index, not the case. They are starting to show a slowdown. So which report do you hold in higher regard? Most people would say Case Shiller, just going to throw that out there. But it does show you that, hey, if it's not already happening, get ready for it. Now, we did have another big report that came out, this one from the Census Bureau. And this was looking at new residential sales and just continuing the mixed bag of housing data. The Census Bureau shows that in September, new home sales beat expectations. Month over month, sales of new single family homes jumped 14% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 800,000. Meanwhile, sales were down 17.6% when compared to the same time one year ago. And as I said, this would actually beat expectations. Economists had projected a smaller increase to 760,000. Now, of course, keeping the trend of 2021 alive, the median and average sales price were up in September. The median sales price was $408,800. That is a 4.5% increase from the prior month and a 25% jump year over year. The average sales price was at 451,000. That's just such an insane number. That is a 1.9% month over month increase and an 
0.4% year-over-year jump. Inventory levels is a little more of a mixed number because, yes, you have inventory levels, but then you also have the pace at which homes are selling. So you can have a higher inventory level, but if the pace of homes is selling at a faster rate, then you actually have a lower inventory level. I know it gets confusing. So where are we here in September of 2021, or at least where this data is from? Inventory levels reached 379,000, which is slightly higher than last month when it was 378,000, but is significantly higher than where we were in September of 2020 when it was at 284,000. Now, the increase in sales means that actually the supply fell somewhat significantly. Uh, Last month, it was 6.1 months supply. That has now fallen to 5.7 months, but that is up significantly from a year ago when it was a 3.6 months supply. So once again, the rate in which homes are selling gives you an idea of exactly how much inventory you have, not just looking at the level. So we got home prices continuing to grow, residential sales also continuing to grow. So it looks like things are pretty good in the housing market here in 2021. Now, here are a few things to burst your bubble on what is happening with regards to the housing market. Oh, I forgot to mention consumer confidence. That was another big report. Consumer confidence beat expectations. I know it's got prices are skyrocketing and consumers are still like, yeah, we're feeling pretty good. In fact, it jumped for the first time since June. We saw a positive move. It's like the highest number we've seen since April. It's just this, these, this data is just so all over the place. Good luck trying to figure out what's, I feel bad for economists, man. They're trying to figure out what's happening with the economy. It's like, Home price appreciation still at record levels. We're seeing uh, residential sales jump. And then on top of it, you got consumer confidence jumping. But we're being told that the Delta variant, yes, it is going away, but it had an impact and that the economy was going to stall because of it. And just good luck being an economist right now. Okay, I mentioned the Zillow conspiracy theory. And if you weren't already sold on how stupid that conspiracy theory was, there was a piece over at Bloomberg in which they pointed out that because of how fast real estate prices were increasing, Zillow had to tweak their algorithm in order to be able to win some of these homes and win in this very hyper-competitive market. And so they did. They made higher offers and they won a lot of these bidding wars. The problem is that they ended up with such a big inventory. And so now they didn't have enough time to fix any of the homes up. And now we're looking at a situation where home price appreciation is going to start to slow. And you look at the money that they put into it, how much they overpaid for the house. And Bloomberg, like I said, reports that these slowing price appreciation means that they will have to sell a lot of homes at a loss. Remember that conspiracy where it's like, oh, they're buying all these homes for under market and then they're going to fix them up and then they're going to manipulate the prices and they're making bank. And it's like, no, not only are they not doing that, they actually screwed things up so bad. They're going to take losses on a lot of these homes that they bought. That's why they're shutting down the program. Not because we're onto them, but because (laughs) the program was not successful. 
it was not successful. Now, something that is successful, well, that's probably not a good transition, but lumber prices are back up. If you were someone who was worried about that. <laughs> yeah, Bloomberg also reported that high lumber prices are back amid tight supplies and a pickup in home building. We just talked about sales are up and home building is up. Even as the industry is stepping into a time that normally is kind of a dull time. Not in 2021. Uh, and then, of course, making matters worse, the U.S. is also expected to double duties on uh, common Canadian wood next month. So, yeah, tariffs. Yeah, keep taxing the American consumer and make them pay more money and in- inflate the, uh, the cost of houses. You know, you have all these people in Washington that are like, how can we lower home costs? Um, get rid of the tariffs that are artificially increasing the cost of building a home. No, you don't. Okay, don't do that. That's fine. I'm just throwing it out there. Just wanted a solution. That might be a real easy one. You're causing it. You're not dealing with supply chain. You're not dealing with anything. It's just, it's a legit tax that you put on these products. And if you got rid of them, it would lower the price. Just throwing it out there. Uh, And then also in Goodreads in this morning's companion newsletter, there's a piece over at the Wall Street Journal about a major home builder who is teaming up with a Texas startup to create a community of 3D printed homes near Austin, Texas. And they're gearing up for what would be the by far the biggest development of this type of housing in the United States. So that's all in the newsletter this morning. Look, we did it. And how I, I think we did it in a normal time period. So all that data, we got to all of it in our normal time frame. That's pretty impressive. All right, I got to go. You guys enjoy your Wednesday. We'll be back here Thursday morning with a lot more information and fun stuff to talk about. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.